What are the three biggest fantasy football questions facing the 2022 Los Angeles Chargers as they enter the preseason? It's time to break it down right here and right now as we get another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. Our Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. We're getting you rolling there. We've got my rookie rankings up, my snake draft strategy article, as well as our sleepers and busts and all the core rankings articles you can check out at SportingNews.com. We do a great job across the board here to help you dominate your draft. And that's what we're doing here on Locked on Fantasy Football. We're finally at the end of our version of team previews. We've been exploring the three, three key questions, I should say, that are facing all the teams in the NFL. We're down to our last team in the last division as we've gone east to west, NFC and AFC. We're here with the Los Angeles Chargers. And what a team to end on. A lot of offensive explosion there from this team that we can look forward to again here this season. Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. What a display of fantasy football talent and reality talent as well. This uh, Chargers team should be headed to big things here on the field with a record on top of being just a scoring machine. So looking forward to breaking them down. Before we do that, I got to tell you, thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. We're free and available to you on all platforms. All right, let's uh, dive right in. And how we've been doing this typically is answer a question about the quarterback, then explore one about the backfield, and then look at the wide receiver slash tight end core to look at where these players are going, what we should think about when putting these players on our draft list and when to take them. So we'll dive in to the quarterback and the quarterback is a lot more exciting than a lot of teams, maybe other than the bills and Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. What can he do for an encore here? A second encore, I should say. And will he have a chance to be a dominant QB one overall in 2022? Well, We haven't seen numbers put up by any quarterback in his first two seasons like this. Justin Herbert has been fantastic. He's just exceeded expectations immediately. He's been in two different offenses as well, and the numbers have come. And keep in mind, Patrick Mahomes didn't start till year two. Josh Allen took a while to get going and get his accuracy and downfield uh, passing in sync here. Well, Justin Herbert has been at it for two seasons he was the QB2 overall behind Allen last year. No surprise at all. He didn't catch anyone by surprise with those numbers. He was going to remember around Aaron Rodgers, and we said Herbert had a little bit more upside there than Rodgers. Turned out in fantasy that was the case. Rodgers was still pretty solid, and he won the MVP again, but Herbert was the better scorer in fantasy football, and part of it is he's younger. He uses his legs a lot better, and they're an aggressive downfield passing team that – looks for a lot of plays. And keep in mind, when they run the ball with Austin Eckler, 
that's only a complementary part of what they do. Eckler's main roles is another receiver here to complement Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. So the weapons are excellent. They upgraded tight end again with Gerald Everett joining Donald Parham Jr. there. So they've got some depth there. They've got some depth at wide receiver. When you look at Joshua Palmer and Jalen Guyton and some of the other players that they've assembled here, they're also giving DeAndre Carter, the former commander's player, a shot here in this offense. So a lot of speed, a lot of quickness. They give Mike Williams a big contract to return here. Keenan Allen still's got it here as a top go-to receiver all over the field. And Eckler, again, that secret weapon that really helps Herbert's numbers go over the top because he's always there to pad those yardage stats and help in the red zone and finish drive. So Justin Herbert is on a great trajectory here with his career. Look, it's been Patrick Mahomes' league for a while as that strong-armed young gun quarterback. It's been his division for a while here, but Herbert's coming up quickly along with Josh Allen. I don't think it's definitively easy to say that Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. There's just uh, too much here going on. So that is a discussion for reality. But in fantasy, we know Herbert's already exceeded Patrick Mahomes there and what we're looking for. Now, what we're looking for beyond what Herbert's put up is that big 45, maybe 50 touchdown season. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, just given all the weapons and how high scoring this Chargers offense can be. Now, interestingly enough, Brandon Staley being the defensive-minded head coach, the real question with the Chargers is about just being too good. And if their defense is a lot better with Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson and helping Joey Bosa and Derwin James and They've upgraded their linebacker core. They're pretty deep everywhere on this defense. This team is too good on the other side. Problem is they're not going to have – it's so easy because they're still playing in a high-scoring division with the Chiefs and now Broncos with Russell Wilson, the Raiders with Derek Carr, Devontae Adams. We talked about that. This is a prime division for fantasy football because not only the offensive skill talent is high overall on every team, the quarterbacks are very good, but – there's these teams are going to have to put up a lot of points to beat each other. That's a lot of round robin action here in the division that regardless of what uh, we look at in the final week of the schedule week 18, that's still plenty of games in the division to pad the schedule for everyone. And the schedule is not the easiest here for the AFC West teams, but again, these offenses are too capable to, just discount to being at the highest level. And I, I look at the Chargers, they might have the best overall offense in the NFL if Herbert keeps pushing it forward. And he has done that in his first two seasons. His accuracy can only get better. I think his legs are still going to be encouraged to be used at times, take off and running when he needs to, when those big lanes open up and people are worried about the downfield passing game. So Herbert, we're looking for that big season that can carry you to a championship. We've seen that with Lamar Jackson. You've seen that with Patrick Mahomes in their respective MVP seasons. Why I'm up for this with Herbert, I think he has an excellent shot to be the MVP. All comes down to the Chargers win the AFC West, which they have a great shot to do and displace the Chiefs as they've upgraded a little bit more defense, kept intact offensively. I think Herbert is going to be the MVP. And the MVP may not seem like much for fantasy because it's an AP award, but usually tied into big stats, and we know that happened to Aaron Rodgers. So not only – can Herbert pass Rodgers in fantasy scoring like he did last year? I think he could be the guy that succeeds Rodgers in the MVP. I know everyone's on Josh Allen, and for good reason here, but I think the numbers 
Herbert's going to have to put up to win the division for the Chargers are going to be bigger. I think the Bills can get away with maybe curbing back Allen's numbers a little bit, not going crazy. They're still going to be a pass-happy team. But I, I see Herbert having the most upside there. So Herbert and Allen, this is how I look at it. People are going to invest very heavily in Josh Allen. They can draft him in the second round even. I'm going to wait a little bit and jump on Herbert. And Mahomes also with the name recognition, I think might go ahead of Herbert in a lot of drafts. So take advantage of that. Take Herbert because I think he could end up being the top scorer on the board. And you might not have to pay quite a premium as you do for Allen and get one more elite player at running back or wide receiver while everyone's jumping on Allen. You'll feel like you'll have the same production there at quarterback and still have a little bit better shot at uh, the running back or wide receiver choice there with your second pick versus uh, going for the quarterback. So, so the Allen hype is warranted, but the Herbert hype a little bit uh, underappreciated, even though he's in the top three because of the presences of Allen and Mahomes and some buzz about Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray behind him as well. All right, there you have it. There's a breakdown. Yes, absolutely think that Justin Herbert can finish as a dominant QB1 overall in fantasy football in 2022. We'll ask the question about his uh, backfield mate, his running buddy there, Austin Eckler. We'll do that in our second segment here in Lockdown Fantasy Football. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. Have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag your box for you and the family. It is the perfect treat or... You can find a really good hiding place and keep most of them for yourself and your significant other. Like all Bilt Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. So good. What's great about Bilt is that all their bars are made with collagen protein, a substance that your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite on the go. Build is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off at Built.com. All right, it is the time to continue the show here on Locked on Fantasy Football. And we talked about Justin Herbert's value. He's going as the QB2 or QB3. Guess who else has that status here on this team? It is Austin Eckler. And Eckler, if you look at the half point, full point PPR, I get it. That's a big part of his receiving kind of production here that you look at uh, that's mainly his source of production. That's what's happened here. The rushing is more of a supplement. The touchdowns getting to 20 last year were pretty special. So when you look at Eckler, all of a sudden what's happening, people are having doubts about the other running backs that are not Jonathan Taylor, right? You look at Christian McCaffrey, 
he's a red flag because of all the injuries. We know he's an elite fantasy performer when healthy, but when healthy has not been a thing here in the past couple of years. You have Alvin Kamara waiting for a potential suspension here due to a bar ball that he had in the offseason. Derek Henry missing more than half a season with a foot injury. Dalvin Cook, a guy that has some durability issues as well. He tries to play full seasons, but he's missed chunk of time as well. And you get to Najee Harris. There's a lot of argument for Najee Harris being right up there with Jonathan Taylor. And part of it is the talent and volume he's going to get with the Steelers. But there are some questions with the Steelers. They have one ball. Will they have to throw a lot more this season? There Will they have enough from their offensive line to have Najee Harris be more efficient as a runner? And will he get enough reception to boost that as well as a touchdown? So there are questions with everybody in that early tier running backs. So you can go down to Joe Mixon as well. Just Did he hit a peak? Is it the wheels coming off here? Is he going to hit a wall with the workload or pass injuries going to pop up? So there's something with everybody. Austin Eckler has that too. There's been some hamstring issues and he's had to miss time, but he's become such a vital part of what they want to do offensively. And keep in mind, we thought that was going to be the case here with Joe Lombardi coming because he has that influence with the saints and Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler. And Eckler, what I like about him, he's a very tough, compact back. He's proved to also be very efficient when he gets opportunities to just straight up run the ball in the end zone. He gets significant touches. They're very careful about his workload. And when he gets the ball, they're in high delivery situations where, okay, we're going to pitch it to you on third down on the open field. We're going to dump it off to you on an early down on the screen. We're going to make you burst into the end zone we're going to find you open they do things to scheme up austin eckler in different ways because he's such a rare talent a little elusive back but very strong compact as i mentioned and has great hands that's what's made him an efficient back when he's on the field the whole time so really in half point full point ppr you have to lean towards austin eckler being up to that value it is not crazy just like we said, Justin Herbert finishing as a QB1 overall ahead of Allen, it's not crazy to think that Austin Eckler will be the RB2 overall behind Jonathan Taylor. No one else comes close to doing that. So touchdowns, we always worry about the regressions there, especially when you have a 20 TD spike. But this offense is going to score a lot of points. You want to attach yourself to it and the lead back. The other question is how much would an Isaiah Spiller, the rookie from Texas A&M cut into what they want to do with Eckler. I think the touches don't change that much. It was just spread out through different guys, mainly Justin Jackson being the primary veteran backup to Eckler ever since they moved on from uh, Melvin Gordon. But they put it together with some different guys. It was the Joshua Kelly and uh, Larry Roundtree and different guys who touched the ball. But And they've had different guys cycle in, including Caleb Balage. But really – the touches are not going to change for Eckler. They're pretty much set. They're not going to overwork him on those early downs and power situations anyway. They want to keep him with fresh legs. The touches will stay relatively the same with what they want to do. And, again, the offense is the same. A lot of the elements are the same. The offensive line is better, so the run blocking is going to be helpful as well here for Austin Eckler. So a lot of good stuff here working in his favor to think that you'll see much of the same Austin Eckler operate here. And, again, the touchdowns, those are variables. We know that. But he is going to get those 
chances in the red zone in really key situations and really be that overall force he's been. Now, this might be it for Osnickler getting up there a little bit with the workload, but they've been careful with it. And I think that's a testament to the Chargers and just realizing, hey, we need to keep this guy on the field as much as possible. He might be nicked up and miss a little time here and there, but not anything where you're going to say he's going to miss the whole season. He's a very well-conditioned player, very elite athlete. When you look at some of the stuff he does, jumping over things and flipping around. I mean, this is a special guy. And he also loves fantasy football. You can't beat that, that he knows he is a fantasy football aficionado and he wants to deliver for his fantasy football manager. So you love that about Austin Eckler being aware that when he produces, a lot of people are happy and loves to uh, be a part of that element as well as a reality producing wins for the Chargers. All right, we will uh, break down the Chargers wide receiver core key question in our final segment here. Make sure you're checking out all the great shows here on the Lockdown NFL Network. We've got you covered. Whatever your team is, we're going five days a week now, folks. Uh, so we've started that, uh, the training camps and preseason opening. We're going to carry that through the season and the draft. So it's your convenient beat report there. Short, bite-sized, get-to-the-point news on your favorite team. Doesn't get any better here on the Lockdown Network all NFL season long. All right, let us close the show looking at the Chargers wide receiver question. So there's really no question about Keenan Allen. Some people are saying, is he getting up there a little bit? But he's too integral to this offense. He's locked in with Justin Herbert. He is a wide receiver one. He's going in borderline wide receiver one. Going in the mid wide receiver twos is Mike Williams. Now, that's in counting for the touchdown regression, but... He settled himself in living up to that expectation that he had coming out of Clemson. I thought he could be an elite receiver with his size and speed and be able to stretch the field outside as well as finish in the red zone. So really like how things have come together later in the career of Mike Williams as he's shaken off all those injuries. So again, even with the touchdown regression, I think it's very reasonable in this offense with Herbert to make him a high-end wide receiver too. The question is, who can emerge as the third sleeper in this passing game in the wide receiver and tight end game that's going to be effective and put up some numbers that we're looking for in fantasy football? There are a lot of candidates here. Gerald Everett comes in, and Jared Cook had some moments here with the Chargers. They've moved in for different guys there to that spot. And then Donald Parham coming off that injury marred season this scary injury he had so he's the number two there so pretty good athletic receiver we've seen in the past but Everett bounced around has been with the Rams Seahawks and and transitioned back to Los Angeles with this team so I'm not going to be excited about Gerald Everett I mean we've talked about this guy in the past it just hasn't come to fruition and we're not going to wait for it to happen here so I'm going to look at the third guy on the wide receiver depth chart. I think you can see a lot more 11 personnel from the Chargers here as, again, Parham is on the mend. Everett's a guy you can't consistently trust out there. So it makes sense to stretch the field and spread the field with three wide receivers quite often. Joshua Palmer, the Canadian sensation out of uh, Tennessee there in college. And he's ahead of Jalen Guyton pretty clearly here and right behind Mike Williams. So 
But I like about Keenan Allen. They can use him in the slot. I think there's some big slot opportunities for Williams and Palmer as well. So that can keep all three of these guys on the field with Herbert. And again, the shootout potential is there in this division because you look at the Raiders. They've got their treat targets and Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. You got the Broncos. They're going to use Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and Tim Patrick as much as possible. You look at the Chiefs, it's a little bit different with that Tyree Kill, but they've got weapons at Juju Smith-Schuster, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, Sky Moore, Miko Hardman. There's going to be some shootouts. There's no doubt about it, and it's going to be involved a lot of passing back and forth. And that's why we like Eckler, because he is an integral part of what they're doing there. The game script doesn't bother Eckler. He's going to get the ball. It might affect somebody such as Isaiah Spiller, more of a power back to compliment Eckler to get those early down touches. But the passing game is where it's at here for the Chargers. They're going to continue to be aggressive. Why not when Justin Herbert is so aggressive with the, and efficient with the deep ball and can take off and run? Go for it. I mean, this is what's going to win the AFC this year. Just relentless offense. We saw that in the playoffs with the Bills and Chiefs and ultimately the Bengals emerge from that with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Scoring, scoring, and more scoring. Big point totals. That's going to be key to winning this division and I think winning the conference ultimately in the playoffs. So you have to establish that third key weapon. And I think Joshua Palmer is a good candidate, a better candidate than anyone else on this team. Again, being ahead of Guyton on the depth chart really helps. I, I think that developing chemistry between him and Herbert helps. Whenever Palmer was on the field, he produced and got his opportunities. So they're going to expand those opportunities knowing that he's going to be a vital part of what they want to do with Herbert here in year three. So there you have it. Yeah, Josh Palmer is the guy you should uh, look at here as a sleeper wide receiver. So you might uh, be caught not being able to get Allen at that rich cost as a borderline wide receiver one in the 10 to 12 range. You might not be able to get Mike Williams in the top 20 overall picks. So that says we're going to look, wait for Palmer right now. He's going as a wide receiver six or seven. So there's some value there. I think he could produce like a wide receiver four or five for you. He has that kind of upside with his talent, physical skill set, and playing in an offense with Herbert, playing off two receivers are going to get plenty of attention there. And Allen and Williams. So looking forward to that. That's a good uh, target to look at deep in drafts here. If you're looking for help at that third wide receiver spot on your fantasy team, the Chargers have a pretty good third wide receiver you can turn to with a very good value there. So you don't have to stretch to get him. Be patient, and you'll have a good value there. I would still look at him as a wide wide receiver six, but knowing that you could get wide receiver four return with that pick. All right, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Fantasy Football. And this is it. This is our wrap-up look at all 32 teams. So if you missed any of those shows, uh, they're up now. We'll have updates on things here as uh, training camp and preseason develops here at Locked on Fantasy Football. Tomorrow's show we will dedicate to Deshaun Watson and the fallout there and Look at, at what the Browns are facing here, what his absence means in fantasy football, where he should draft him, what does this do to the Browns wide receiver core. So we'll go to the news of the week there on Wednesday show. So a little bit of a special show there. And then Thursday, Friday, what we'll do, we need to do this. We need to catch up on the AFC news and 
and NFC news and notes here. So good finish to the week here as we end the series of uh, key questions for all 32 teams for today's team, the Los Angeles Chargers. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. Now make your second listen to the Locked On NFL podcast for national NFL experts and insiders. Keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal break of the action. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this is Vinny Iyer. Have a great day, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow with our breakdown of the fantasy football fallout involving Deshaun Watson.